you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. This is my first time to speak to a, uh, to a different uh, nationalities and language. And if I could say some words, like Filipino words, then uh, pardon me for that. And uh, again, welcome to our Life in the Sun uh, Christian Fellowship. And we are also from every nation in the Philippines. We call ourselves Victory. And we have 29 locations uh, all over the metro. And we have uh, 29 or more than, you know, 29 services. And uh, Victory Caloocan is far, you're located is far north in, in Metro Manila. And uh, that's where we, you know, we, we came from. And uh, like what... Uh, are the one who introduced me a while ago. I, I'm Bong. I'm one of the pastors. And I would like just to say thank you for Pastor Mark and Terry for inviting us here. And they are doing a tremendous job. They are now in Singapore. And uh, I was talking to, to him uh, last week, and he told me that, sorry, Bong, I can't be there for you during your 10 days missions, but, you know, the staff will be here. And I want us to Continue pray for Pastor, Ter- Pastor uh, Terry, at the same time, Pastor Mark. They're doing a tremendous job. And also, I would like to honor our staff here, led by um, Marian. Marian, are you here? Okay. Zarina. Is Zarina here? Wow. And, wa- of course, the one and only handsome campus missionary, campus director that we have in uh, Guam. Where is Andy? Andy, you're here. Andy, can you stand up? These are the hard-working, dedicated, devoted, you know, uh, workers of God. I want also to introduce our team. Uh, Joyce, here's the picture. We have a picture. And um, on my left, that is Harold. Uh, he works as an IT in the Philippines. And the second one is, it's uh, Edge. That is uh, the only student that we have. Uh, he's studying at uh, Fatima University in Valenzuela. And of course, Joyce, I always say this, she is the most uh, secured person on the team. And uh, she's one of our campus missionaries back then in the Philippines. And of course, Lar, uh, she's one of our uh, businesswoman in, in our church. And Claire served as a as, uh, accountant, I think, in World Vision. That's of course, myself, and, and uh, last is Harold, is our Eric, okay? Eric is one of our uh, leaders and worship leaders in the church, and also a speech pathologist. I also would like to introduce my, my family to you. Here's my family. That's my family. That's, uh, Justin is uh, almost turning nine, and Josh turning uh just turned seven, and that's my wife, Jing. She works before at Bishop Ferdica Building in Metro Manila, Victory Metro Manila. So that's who we are, and uh, thank you so much for, for inviting us to come over here. We have an ongoing series entitled All and Nothing. This is very contrasting, all and nothing. It came from the word all or nothing. When you talk about all or nothing, you have a choice. But in the series that we are looking at, you don't have any choice. 
It means Christ above all, nothing more, nothing less. It reflects the idea that in Christ, we have all and there is nothing more to be added. It means Jesus is supreme all over. Jesus is supreme in all things. Christ is the head. Christ is the Lord. Christ is the Savior. When you talk about all and nothing, it means Christ, period, or Jesus, period. You cannot add to anything. It's Jesus, period. I was reminded with this, um, this video. I, I uh, saw it in the YouTube. Can we just show that just for us to understand what Brand this is all about? The Samsung Turbo 3000XI Multitask. A mobile phone with many functions, such as a complete dishwashing function. Save loads of money on the purchase of a dishwasher. And there is more. With the built-in printer, the Samsung Turbo can make professional copies of both documents and photographs. Inflating the tires of your bicycle becomes child's play. You simply remove the antenna and place the phone on the valve. In less than six seconds, your tire will be completely inflated. In places where heating is not sufficient, you can heat up an entire room with the patented heating function. The Samsung Turbo 3000 is a full-fledged air dryer. You can use it as a wireless carrier. Create your own music with the harmonica function. And there's more. The Samsung Turbo 3000 is supplied with a built-in toaster with which you can make delicious toasted sandwiches. In the event of a cardiac arrest, you can administer electric shocks. Resuscitation is a piece of cake with the patented defibrillation function. In this way, your grandmother will live for many more years to come. Of course, with today's increasing crime rates, you don't want your phone to be stolen. You can protect your personal information with the handy self-destruct function. Order the Samsung Turbo 3000XI Multitask now. Alright, how many of you here, if you have that kind of mobile phone, you will not look anymore for other phones? Right? iPhone 7 was uh, released, I think, in the, the United States. And uh, next month, it will be launched here in Guam. All in there. The same with the series, all or nothing, all in Christ. Nothing added. Nothing is lacking. Nothing missing. Christ is supreme. That's what this series is all about. Let's just, uh, just to give you a, an overview of what we discussed previously. If you came for the very first time, second time, and you miss some of those weeks, in the first week we talk about knowing the will of God will produce results. It means if you want to know God's will, we need to know the word. That's very important. Count, you know, godly counsel, counsels are good. But if you want to know the will of God, it's very important for us to read the word of God, you know, uh, to read God's word. On the second week, we talk about the supremacy of Christ. If Jesus is supreme in all things, then he deserves our everything. If Jesus is supreme, then he deserves our everything. That's why our mission and vision statement in every nation is honor God, make disciples. We are here to honor him in every way. Everything we do in our giving time, in our service, we are giving glory and honor to God. And at the same time, we are reaching and we are making disciples. And the, and, uh, 
the third week, we talk about the fullness in Christ because Christ's work is complete. How many of you here, you believe that Christ's work is already complete on the cross of Calvary? We can trust Him in every way and we can live a victorious life. If you are a believer of Christ, if you are a disciple, if you are a Christian, then you are assured that you are living a victorious life. And last week, we talk about our possession or our status in Christ. Setting our hearts, our minds on the things that are above can be possible if we understood that our possession in Christ. That is our status. That is who we are. That you are Christ, you know, that you are blood washed, blood covered, that you are saved because of Christ's love for us. That's what the scripture that we read a while ago, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have an eternal life. If you could rephrase the word, for God so loved the world, change it into your name. For God so loved Bong, for God so loved Elmore, for God so loved Harold, for God so loved Van, that he gave his one and only son. That's why we could live a victorious life, because we understood our position in him. That's why we could worship God. That's why we could lift our hands. That's why we could shout. Because we know that we could, we understood that we are already saved in Him. Next week, we'll be talking about household for Christ. And the last week of that, this is, by the way, a seven-week series. And uh, you finish uh, Ten Commandments here, right? Okay. And someone asked me, how many are the Ten Commandments? Is it Six. Is it seven? <laughs> it's funny, right? Ten Commandments. They just posted in the Facebook, social media. And the last week, we'll be talking about mission in Christ. But today, we'll be talking about living in Christ. We will see how we can practically live out for Him. In the past four weeks, we talk about doctrinal side. But today, we'll be talking about practical. How do we live in this life, being a believer and being a follower of Christ. When you look at people, it's easy to identify based on what they wear. Would you agree? For example, this one. All right? It's a fireman. <laughs> Pastor Mark, sorry, okay? I was just you. Right? If you will see a, a person wearing like that costume, that clothes, it's easily for you to understand that he is or she is a fireman. Okay? Next one. If you see a person is wearing a stethoscope and a white clothes, you could easily identify that person, right? He or she is a doctor or probably a medical student. Or if you could see someone wearing a, you know, a uh, fatigue or, you know, you could easily identify that person, a, a military man. Do you have another one? No more? Do we have? It's easy to understand based on their costume, based on what they wear. But the question I want to throw it to you this morning or this afternoon, how about us Christians, followers of Christ, does the people around us, in your office, at school, can easily identify who we are? 
Are we different from the world or are we the same like them? Sa Tagalog, meron ba tayong pagkakaiba sa ibang mundo? Sa mundo? Are we different or are we the same? These are the questions that we will answer this morning. I want us to stand up right now as we give reverence to the Word of God. And open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to 17. Might be a lengthy scripture, but um, just read with your eyes as you follow with me. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of this, the wrath of God is coming. In this, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, Malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Verse 9. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek, Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, citizen, slave, but Christ is all and and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and in one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other. Can you just tell to the person standing next to you, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Verse 14. And above all this, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Verse 17, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Father, we ask you that you will bless the preaching of your word. Help me to communicate your word clearly. Holy Spirit, have your way. I pray that you will give us an illumination and understand, Lord, what you want us to do. We pray, Lord God, that when we get out of this auditorium, we are changed, we are transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit. Have your way. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Let me just give you a quick background of the scripture that we read in the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians was written to answer the false teachings. Creeping in the Colossian church, in AD 60 to 62, some believers were falling away from their faith because of its beliefs. Some of them is Gnosticism, some of them is 
It's uh, syncretism, meaning syncretism if you believe in God, but you are adding to a lot of things. It's like saying that you believe in Christ and yet you are doing horoscope, you're doing astronomy or astrology, whatever. Or you are accepting Christ like in India when we went before for a 10 days mission trip. They're believing Christ and yet they have many gods. That's why Apostle Paul was trying to address the problem in the church in Colossians or church in Colossae. If you look at them, they have so much knowledge because knowledge of God is not enough. We need to feel Him. We need to worship Him. Knowledge of God is not enough. We need to have a personal relationship with God. That's why if you look at religion, doesn't save us. Only our relationship with God can save us. Because relationship is God through His Son, Jesus Christ, reach out the people. But religion, we're trying, we're striving to reach out God. That's the difference between us. We have a relationship. That's why Apostle Paul was telling them, Hey, don't need to add any more to your belief. Christ is enough. Christ is already your security. God is already everything in you. Paul was telling them, I want you to know the supremacy of Christ. He is everything. And Paul moves from the doctrine to conduct. That's what the scripture that we read. We believe, knowing our identity, like Pastor Steve said this, if we believe right, then we will live right. Would you agree? Because when we believe, then that's the way we will figure it out, life. I remember a story of an eagle who thought he was a chicken. There was, was an Indian brave walking down a beautiful trail who discovered an eagle egg that had fallen out of its nest. He looked up and saw that the nest was too high. He cannot return it anymore. So he placed the egg in a nearby chicken nest. The young eagle grew up with the other chickens. He think, he walk, he live like them. Whatever the chickens did, the eagle also did. He thought he was a chicken just like them. Since the chickens could only fly a short distance, the eagle also learned to fly a short distance. Because he thought that he's a chicken. He thought that he was that he, what he was supposed to do, so that what all that he thought he could not do. And that was all he was able to do. One day, the eagle saw a bird flying high above. He was very impressive. Who is that? He asked the hands around him. That's the eagle, the king of the birds. The hands told him. He belongs to the sky. He belongs to the earth. We are chickens. So the eagle lived and died a chicken, for that's what he thought he was. You know what? The sad story, very sad, because the eagle never understood who really he was. There's so many Christians today, they know their identity in Christ, but they are living a defeated life. The Bible says, 
that greater is He who is in you than He is in the world. That is our status in life. We are victorious in Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. We are not carnal Christians. We are not worldly Christians. We are a follower of Christ. We are a believer of, believers of Christ. That is our identity, our mindset, our heart should be focused on the things above. We should be an example to people around us. People should be encouraged the way we live our lives. And it says, seek the things that are above where Christ is, what? Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You know what that, what that means? It means Christ, we are sinners before, but Christ hid us. Every time we worship God, every time we worship Christ, He never sees us as a sinner. He sees us as a son and a daughter of God. That's what the scripture is saying. You are hidden with Christ. If the devil will remind you about your past, here's my prescription to all of you. Remind him about his future. That he will be going to hell. In Christ, we have authority and security in this life. Internal identity affects external lifestyle why is fish swimming because they are fish why are the dogs barking because they are dogs as human being because our nature is sinners there are tendency that we are living a sinful life that's why we need to be reminded of who we are what is our status Titus chapter 1 verse 16 says, They claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny Him. I hope as a Christian, as a believer of Christ, the way we say things, it should be accompanied and followed by our actions. When the time that we accepted Christ as Lord and personal Savior, I hope that it's not only our hearts being changed and transformed, but even our mouth, even through our actions, that they will see Christ in us. That every time we go to school, we go to our workplaces, we will showcase who Christ is. That we are different from the world. Our relationship with Jesus should have an effect in the way we live our lives. Let me just repeat that statement. Our relationship with Jesus should have an effect in the way we live our lives. Question is, what does it mean to live in Christ? I have two points here, and then I'm done. The first one, to put off the old life. Meaning, living in Christ means putting off 
the old self. What does it mean? Does it mean in the scripture? Verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is what? Idolatry. How do we put off? The Bible says, put to death. Everybody say, put to death. What does it mean when you say put to death? It means to mortify. It means to crucify. It means to kill. It means to slay. In other words, when you are putting to death those statements that mention, in, you, you are saying you are premeditating it. You are making a scheme to plan it out how to end those Thanks. For us to understand more, on Friday, November 22nd, 1963, at 12.30 p.m., the 35th President of the United States of America, John F. Kennedy was assassinated while he rode in an open limousine. Though the streets of Dealey Plaza, Dallas, Texas. This event, which abruptly and severely altered the course of history, has created more controversy than any other single event. Some haunting questions still remain. Who did it? Why they do it? How was it done? It appeared that a sniper waited patiently for a motorcade and fired from the sixth floor window of the Texas Book Depository. The sniper used the gun that showed in the PowerPoint, 6.5, very specific, by 52 millimeter Italian Manlicher Carquano M91 38 bolt action rifle for the job. The first shot was the magic bullet, which made a total of seven wounds on JFK and Texas Governor John Connolly, who was sitting beside him. The second shot missed JFK and hit a bystander in the cheek, and third was the fatal head. It came from the front right that his head was pushed backwards to the left. On that fateful day, the 35th president of the United States was declared dead. The death of John F. Kennedy was no accident. It required careful planning. It required proper motive. It required a great magnitude of will to carry out the task. He did not die a natural death. Somebody assassinated J.F. Kennedy. He was murdered. He was put to death. The Bible was not joking when it gave us an order put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to what? To your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is what? Idolatry. You know what's the meaning of idolatry? Everything that replaces God 
first, that is already an idol. In our time today, there's so many idols. It might be career. It might be gadgets. During the Old Testament, in their time, an idol is a curving. But today, everything that replaces God can be an idol. That's why Paul said, put to death, mortify it, kill it. Because it will destroy you. John Owens said in his book, Mortification of Sin in Believers, kill sin or it will kill you. If we are not serious about killing sin, there will be a time that sin will kill us. If we are putting that in our lap and saying, come on, it's okay. I'm, you know, I'm attending church, it's alright. But if we are not intentionally killing those kinds of sin and even compromises, there will be a time that it will kill us. You know what? This is the sad thing. We could choose the sin or, or anything we want. Any kind of sin, but we could never choose the consequence of that sin. That's why it's very important. Kills sin. Or it will kill us. What does it say? Put off those things. Put them all the way. Put off old self. Habits. Read yourself. All such things as this. Anger. Rage. Malice. Slander. Filthy language from your lips. We need to put off old self. The second that I want to point it here based on the scripture, put on the new life. If there are things that we need to put off, we need to put on on the things. Living in Christ means putting on to the new life. Meaning to wear something when you put on to protect the weak part. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10 it says, and have Put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We are changing things. We are putting on. If you have babies here, it's like changing diaper. Before you will put a new one, you need to put it off the old one. It's very important. This is heaven's wardrobe. Clothe yourself in one. First one, compassionate hearts. Basically means tenderness of heart. Tender mercies. As Christians, we are showcasing, we are demonstrating a compassionate heart. The second one mentioned here, kindness. It's same root word of Jesus. My yoke it is easy. And my burden is light. We need to show that. The, the second, the third one is humility. Amazingly, this word has no precise Greek rendering. It means that humility was so foreign to the Greeks that Paul had to make use of word that meant feeblest of contempt. He's demonstrating it. The other one is meekness, often mistaken for dormants. It actually means controlled power. Every time someone will cut you on the road, 
you need to have controlled power. Instead of saying, ah, I want to overtake you on the road. No, there is a maximum driving capacity. If someone will just, you know, it's uh, Thanksgiving in the United States and someone get what you want, just demonstrate that controlled power, meekness, it's very important. Patience, long-suffering in the face of insult or injury. The other one is love. Genuine love. Not in order to get something from them. It's love. You know, I like the church here in Guam. It's a melting pot. Different nationalities. Do I look like a Chamorro? No. You know what? When I'm speaking, probably you will not have a stiff neck. Because if Pastor Mark or other guys like those tall guys, you could look like that, okay? But me, it's like natural. It's like you are in the perfect place. <laughs> we have Vietnamese. We have, you know, African-American. We have Chinese, probably. And in the Philippines, you just have Tagalog and English crowd. But here, you need to oblige to speak English. If I cannot speak, you know, if I've lost words, then I will speak in tongues. Probably it might be a, your Chamorro language. It's patience. It's love. I remember Black Eyed Peas said, where is the love? Where is that love again? Are we demonstrating that in the church? And if you never know love, then you never know God. And if you never know love, then you never know God. As I close, as I wrap, up, wrap it up, let us clothe ourselves with Christ's love, peace, and truth. Why? Because you are a believer. You are a son and you are a daughter of the living God. That's who we are. Put it off, putting it on. Love is the banner that cover all these things. Put on the love of Christ, relating to others. Service. Put on the peace of Christ. You know, sometimes the reason why we have so many offense and offenses, because we never put on the peace of Christ in us. That's why the scripture says, let the peace of Christ, which transcends all human understanding, there are times at the office, there are times at school, at your workplace, you cannot understand things. But when you begin to put your trust and allow the peace of God, then the peace of God will reign on your life. And last, put on the word of Christ. I want to call on the music team as I end. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Can you just tell to the person sitting next to you, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. A life in Christ is marked by a life of change. The old has gone. The new has come. A life in Christ is marked by a new life of change. The old has gone. The new has come. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, it says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed 
them. It's very important. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, God clothed them. When the prodigal son rebelled against his father, the loving father embraced and clothed him. As believers of Christ, continue to clothe yourself in the loving arm of Christ. Remember, he died for us. Remember, you were raised with him. Remember, you're hidden with Christ. That is who we are. Because living in Christ means having a new life and celebrating that wonderful life. That's who we are. Can you just give God a round of applause? We are celebrating. Can we stand up right now? I want to lead you in a, in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this wonderful morning, God, that we understood who we are as your sons and your daughters. Lord, even today, we understood, Lord, who we are, and we want to celebrate, God, that wonderful life that you gave us.